it's Marie. Welcome to the Cook Coterie Podcast. In this episode, I have a chat with my friend, Aaliyah. She shares with us what life is like after leaving the LDS Church and finding joy in being a mom and a wife outside the church. This conversation was really important to me because Aaliyah is my friend and I care about her and it means a lot to me that she would be willing to be so open about her spirituality. And another thing is too is that I think we need to have more safe spaces where current members like me and former members like Aaliyah can have civil, enjoyable discussions and come together as human beings who are seeking healthy friendship and relationships in their own way. Enjoy! Hi Aaliyah, welcome to the Cook For You podcast. I'm so, so excited to have a conversation with you. Thank you. I've been looking forward to this. Honestly, like I, I don't know, you're just super easy to talk to and I feel like we relate a lot. So I've been excited. I'm glad you're excited. I was wondering if we could just share with listeners real quick how we know each other. (laughs) <laughs> yes do you want to share you want me to share it okay I was actually one of the questions I was going to ask you was what's your first memory of me but then when <laughs> I when I reversed the question to like my first memory of you I I don't know if it's just mom brain but I can't think of anything and I'm so sorry <laughs> <laughs> dude you don't have to apologize because it but you also have to think about like at that time there was so much going on. Oh yeah. On t- like at that time, it was it was. Well, do you want me to share my memory of you, and then I feel like this will kind of explain. Okay, that explain maybe why. Yeah, that <laughs> might help me as well. <laughs> okay, so my first memory of you was actually like in passing. So we served our missions for the LDS Church on Temple Square in Salt Lake City, and. It's a really, really busy mission. There's a lot going on. Like thousands of people daily, it seems like, come to Temple Square. Yes. Yes. And yeah, my first memory of you was actually on Temple Square. Uh, you had a big tour, a, like a huge tour. So you had a mic. Oh, no. And you no. were standing on top of <laughs> You were standing on top of one of the planters, and you were doing, like, a seagull... What was it called? Like, seagull... Monument. What was that big touring company that came... Oh. From... Yeah. Every... Seagull... Seagull... Seagull bus. I can't remember. Um, But you were giving a Mm -hmm. gigantic tour. You're speaking Mandarin, and I... You just... You were just owning it. You, my first impression of you was just you're very, like you get things done, and I just remember. I don't know who your companion was at that time. It had to have been during summer or something. I don't know, right? That's when you <laughs> gave a bunch of tours. <laughs> I don't know, but that's yeah. just maybe that's not my first memory of you, but that's what's ingrained in my mind of you. Just owning these tours, getting things done just boss lady I don't know I guess that's just how I rem- that's what I remember of you standing on top of a planner a planner with your mic wow preaching. I I feel like <laughs> after you I I need to schedule an appointment with my therapist because you just brought back some <laughs> memories that I want to forget <laughs> the stress it was 
Wow, it my was, anxiety was through the roof as a missionary. It was so bad. Well, you were put, I feel like you had a lot of pressure on you. All the sisters that spoke Mandarin or Cantonese, whatever, I feel like you all had a lot of pressure on you to always be ready to take tours, even if you're tired, even if you're hungry. It doesn't matter. You had to, you had to give a tour yeah. and you had to, you had to do it well. And they were huge tours. It wasn't, it wasn't a small thing. So I can see why your anxiety would be through the roof. And I look back and we were just, we were worked, man. We were worked <laughs> hard. We, we really were. And I am definitely better now with dealing with people who would say, oh, like you served on Temple Square, so you're a princess or you didn't mm-hmm. teach anyone. And when I first came home from a mission and people would say things like that, oh, I feel so bad for them. I wish I could go back in time. But Mm -hmm. I would, like, cut them with my words and be like, five million people come to Temple Square every year. I mean, I don't know what it is, but pre-COVID, it was like five million a year on average. Mm -hmm. It's exhausting to talk to people. And And you always have to be happy. uh, You're not allowed to be, you're not allowed to look upset or sad if you're on temple square as a sister missionary oh yeah i remember one time i was crying on the square i don't even remember why and my district leader was like can you go and cry in the bathroom or the teaching center (laughs) i was like she didn't want me to be seen (laughs) Mm -hmm. you can't you can't be seen you're not allowed to cry on temple square that's not allowed but but see, I don't want to make it sound like it was all like all bad, but it wasn't because it wasn't. It was. I have so many good memories, yeah. but there was also like some really really stressful times mm-hmm. as well. That people, it's it's really hard. Like it's really hard to explain that to other people. That's why it's it's nice that I can talk about it with you because you get it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you get it uh, versus. If you don't serve on Temple Square, it's it's just a different – it's also hard. Not serving on Temple Square, any other mission, it's also hard. But it's just so – it's just a different ball game. I yeah, don't know. It, it definitely is a different ball game. And something that has helped me is to just not explain myself anymore because I used to be so defensive and defend the mission. The best mission mm-hmm. ever. We worked so hard and – it would break my heart sometimes when I would literally be begging people to believe me that it was really difficult Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. they would serve, I don't know, Mexico or Argentina where they baptize every week and they're like, but you didn't do this, you know? Mm -hmm. And that competitiveness within LDS missions is also an interesting dynamic to navigate. Mm-hmm. instead of focusing on helping people i think sometimes return missionaries can get carried away in trying to one up another return missionary oh my goodness yes so i would just be like i served on temple square period i don't want to talk about it <laughs> <laughs> that's it that's period it. i did want to say though totally, that, i totally get it yeah i did want to say that 
I now have a memory, so I'm gonna share it <laughs> of you. <laughs> okay. So okay. I think my first memory is of you is more of not really talking to you, but talking to Camila. Is it Camila? What is Sister Boone's yes. first name? It's Camila. Yeah. So talking to Camila, and she was like, "I love." Aaliyah she's amazing and you know how she is like she is so good hearted I love her she's literally sunshine personified mm-hmm. and she's the one of the kindest souls that I know and she was praising you left and right and I don't think we even talked before you and I but that, we didn't have a lot of interactions yeah, on Temple Square yeah not that we like didn't want to be friends. I just want to say that. No, 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 no. There's just two hundred. There's two hundred of us there, right? Two hundred of us, and I was kind of a psycho missionary, so I don't think he would have wanted to be friends with me because I was like only eating my lunch in like twenty minutes and going back up. Like I was, yeah. I needed help. <laughs> no, I was. I was the same way. I think I developed some scrupulosity for sure um what is that like real it's uh it's almost like religious ocd oh, where okay i really really tried to be exactly obedient mm-hmm. in every sense almost to where it was it's too much it's it's too much and i would pretty much only associate with my companions mm-hmm. and i didn't really branch out because i was just so focused on the work and getting things done and finding, teaching, baptizing that I didn't create super strong relationships with sisters outside of my companionship. Like I was, I was nice, you know, I was, I, I would talk to other sisters and things, but I was so, I, I probably had the white handbook memorized. I was just, the white handbook is the missionary rule book. <laughs> I should probably say that, but yeah, sorry, I interrupted you. Oh, you're talking fine. about Camilla. Uh, yeah, I think I was just saying. Oh, I was gonna say that was my first impression of you that she really, really loved you, and I'm sure she still loves you. But that she really looked up to you, and she was sharing that with me. So I love her so yeah. so much. She was. We were so we and we are still so close, but as companions. You know how you get those companions, um, those teaching partners that you just click with and you have no issues? That was, I didn't really have any issues with any of my companions, honestly, but with Camilla, she was, it was just so easy. I was training her so early in my mission, mm-hmm. so it didn't really, it felt like we were training together. And it was just it was so easy it, everything clicked with her and she's just such a happy kind soul and so fun that it was we had a blast yeah those kinds of companions are the best companions anyway um sorry um, i feel like we're going off track but <laughs> that's okay i was going to say since you and i both grew up in the lds church or the church of jesus christ of latter day saints how has your life been different than what you imagine it to be? So comparing to the way you grew up and how your life is now. Yeah, it's so different. <laughs> uh, but in a good way, because I feel like I've embraced 
I'm learning to embrace myself more and follow my gut more and what my heart is telling me versus what other people are telling me. So I grew up in, I grew up going to church regularly and singing all the primary songs and I served a mission, got sealed in the temple, did all of the essential LDS things. And it's, once I had my daughter, I think that's really when things changed because I realized I had to teach these things to her. And I also realized that the church doesn't resonate with me like it used to. I, I've mentioned this to you before, but I consider myself more agnostic now. I would say a hopeful agnostic. And um, I, just a lot of the things with the church didn't resonate with my heart anymore. And so I, I don't practice it anymore, which which if you know about the church, you know that it's the church is not just a, a Sunday thing. It's a lifestyle. It's a community. It's, it guides all of the major decisions you make in your life. And so majority of my family still, still practices the faith and having to tell them that I, I don't, this doesn't resonate with me anymore was one of the hardest things I've ever had to do because I knew that it would be, it would, it would be devastating for them. But I also had to follow the path that I feel is best for my family. Um, and my parents have been very accepting, but at the time when I told them, it was it was difficult for them to hear. But as I've been transitioning out of out of the church and figuring out what kind of values we want to teach in our home and what we want our life to look like, it's been so so much lighter and just more authentic because Kevin and I, my husband, we, we don't have all the answers and we just communicate that with each other. And we're going to communicate that with Ayla, but we're going to raise her with strong morals and values and to be a good human. And just to go from the LDS church where you feel like you have, you have a pretty good grasp of what life should look like now and what life is going to be like after we die. You know, where do we go after we die? It's almost like when you're in the LDS church, you have all the answers, right? So now when you leave the LDS church, it's, it's a blank canvas and it's scary at times. It's overwhelming at times, but it's also really, it's cleansing. It's been purifying. It's been what I needed to live more authentically for me if that makes sense. It does. And I am so grateful that 
you shared that because I'm sure that there is someone out there listening who can resonate with your story of finding answers for yourself and recognizing when something doesn't feel right for you. Right. Right. And I think that, and how do I, how do I word this? Um, I don't ever want my family or you or the people that I served a mission with or friends in the church to ever feel like I am. I look, I look down on anyone who stays in the LDS church. I don't feel that at all. I'm very, I very much believe that you should do what you feel is best for yourself spiritually, emotionally, (laughs) mentally, whatever it is. So if you find peace within the LDS church, go and do it 100%. If you find peace um, going out into nature, do that. Whatever it is, the Catholic church a non-denominational Christian church, whatever it is, or no religion at all, and you're just like me, you're just figuring it out, that's fine. Everyone has their own path, whether it be to God, I don't know if it's to God or if it's the universe, I'm still figuring that out, but I, so like for you, if, if you, if you feel like the church is for you, then I'm happy for you. I want that for you. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. It does. And I think people who are safe people are able to provide that kind of acceptance mm-hmm. when they know who they are and they don't take things personally. Right. Because I've seen in my life the times when other people's choices or actions offended me it was usually because I was projecting my insecurities on them and I wasn't allowing them to make their own decisions because that's what Mm -hmm. it boils down to right that Mm -hmm. we are allowed to make our own decisions and we're allowed to be different I find it interesting exactly. that in the in the LDS church, a principle that is taught is free agency. And for those listening who might not have heard this term before, but agency really is freedom of choice, that we are free as human beings to make our own choices. And it's so ironic when people do things that, some members of the church disagree with whether it's leaving the church or getting a tattoo or Mm -hmm. being in a same-sex relationship whatever it is that might be different from church doctrine or even church culture because sometimes people get offended by things that aren't even doctrine (laughs) yeah Um, (laughs) yes and but yet we teach that We are free to make our own choices. So I've always found that really interesting that we we are supposed to support different choices, yet sometimes people in the church get uncomfortable when someone makes a different choice. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of it stems from, so I can, I don't know, this is just from what I've seen from my own experience. If you, if you believe that, you know, we have to 
stay in the church to be with our families forever, then if one person leaves, it's almost like they're breaking up your family. And I think that that was something that was hard for my parents because in the LDS church we teach eternal marriage. So a big reason why I was so scared to tell my parents that I that this church is no longer for me was because I knew that they would they would feel that I am am harming our eternal family and I never I never want to hurt them or make them feel that way but I also had to make a decision that was best for me and for my family and that was such a hard a hard thing to do as far as as far as for why other people in the church that I'm not that I don't have an eternal family with or wouldn't have an eternal family with being upset that I'm leaving, I, I think what you said was really really wise that you know sometimes people project onto you and why that happens, I don't know. I used to be I used to be really, really judgmental of people that left the church. I didn't get it. I didn't get why anyone would. I was like, we have all the answers here. Everything's right here. Why are people leaving? They just want to sin. They just want an easier life. And I feel so sad that I used to think that way because that's not it. I think my decision to leave the church was one of the hardest decisions I've ever made in my life. I've never studied the church more, researched the church more. I spent hours upon hours stewing days months stewing on the decision to leave lots of tears shed because it's it's all about that eternal family right and so now that i have the person that i'm in this position i look back at the old man i just think i was i was so naive and so close-minded to people that that were in my life that were leaving and I just want to be a better person now. I'm so, I'm trying to be just so much more accepting of opinions that I may not understand or uh, lifestyles that I don't understand because I there's so much I don't know, so many things I'm learning. So, yeah. <laughs> so I was wondering if you could explain what a hopeful agnostic is and what exactly you're hoping for. <laughs> I... For me, maybe this isn't the case for everyone, but for me, I, I'm, I'm going to try and put this in, put what's in my brain in the best words that I can. I, the reason why I would say I'm agnostic is because I feel like there's, it's really hard to know if there is a God. I, sometimes I wonder if what we call God is just energy or the universe uh, whatever that may be, you know, some people may call it God or the spirit. Other people may call it just positivity or um, manifestation. I, I I say that I'm a hopeful agnostic because I think deep down I I want to believe that there is a God and that there's more to this life but i'm not sure how <laughs> and i'm not it's really hard to explain marie I, um no that that makes sense though <laughs> that you 
it just shows that you do have an open mind. Yes. That you are yes. open to recognizing a higher power or a deity, but mm-hmm. you might not necessarily call it God. Was yes. that like a good summary of what you just said? Yeah, I would say that's perfect. Okay. That's perfect, <laughs> actually. Yeah, because yeah. some people are completely like shut off. They leave a religion and they don't want to explore any kind of spiritual or religious path. Mm-hmm. But I really like the word hopeful. Yeah. You know, after I left the church, I started going to a non-denominational non-denominational Christian church and the same spirit as I used to call it or energy, positive feelings, warmth. I felt that same warmth in the non-denominational church. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why part of me is like there's something that connects humans, whether it's God or energy, the universe, just like I was saying. And so when I felt that same warmth in the non-denominational church, I it it makes me hopeful to believe that maybe there's something that connects us all together. Maybe it's not just one church. And, may, and I can feel that same warmth. Uh, out in nature or when I'm with my daughter, too. Uh, And I think that's why I'm hopeful to believing in a higher power, but I just, I feel like I don't know all the answers right now, and I'm still on that path of figuring it out, and I may may never figure it out, but uh, I'm, I'm open. It's interesting you say that you may never figure it out, and the way you said that, too, was with, such calmness and confidence and I'm really happy for you Aaliyah because I feel like you are where you're supposed to be right now in your life and I can sense that you are so happy even though you don't know Mm -hmm. all the answers to the questions you may have right now religious or not but yeah I just I wanted to share that that I'm really happy for you I appreciate that so much because I I don't hear that from other people often. I'm still trying to find my circle of people, you know, and I I really do appreciate that because I feel I feel happier and I feel more confident that I'm able to make dis- decisions for me and for my family mm-hmm. and I do feel like I'm on the path that I'm supposed to be on right now and I thank you for saying that. Well, I hope that I can stay in your circle because you are in my I circle. I need someone you to are. continue to send random information to on Instagram. <laughs> you always can. Sorry, I didn't make that. I didn't mean to say that. Like you're not in my circle. I'm talking about in California, my circle of <laughs> of people out here. But you, you are in my circle, and I've never felt like I can't tell you. Notice how we can talk about this, and we served a mission together in the LDS church, and I'm talking about leaving the LDS church, and um, 
and you go and we can have a conversation about it and still love each other and respect each other's perspectives and build off of that. And I'm so, I'm so grateful for that because that's, that kind of friendship, it, that's hard to find. You can't, Mm -hmm. and these conversations, I feel like I wish we could have them more, especially after this, this crazy past couple years with the, the pandemic and so much divisiveness right now. I've, it's just so important to just radically accept other people and their beliefs and their opinions because we really don't know. We really don't know um, why someone thinks the way they do or where that person's coming from. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And like you said, there is so much divisiveness right now and i think it's crucial that we promote light instead of attacking Mm -hmm. the dot because sometimes Mm -hmm. people get can get so carried away with criticizing or judging or even just labeling people like Mm -hmm. if they say something oh then you're pro this or you're anti this and we're quick to label people what they think they are and not really get to know another person's true self. And exactly as we have more conversations like this, I feel like it's kind of gaining momentum though. Maybe you can mm-hmm. share your, your thoughts on this because I don't know if it's my imagination or like if I'm just wanting people to be more accepting of each other but this past year as I've played with ideas for my podcast and just had different conversations with people even though the world does feel more divided and even the LDS church now there is a lot of divisiveness within it right now Mm -hmm. yet I am hopeful and excited for the future because there is so much good that is happening as well Mm -hmm. yes i think a lot of it has to do with the fact that so many of us have like since since this pandemic hit and a lot of people were forced to be in um, isolation or just so much burnout and stress and every everyone has experienced some sort of hardship that's rattled them I feel like in the last, especially in the last few years. And I think now that we know this, people people are trying to come together and say, hey, look, you're having a hard time. You're having a hard time. I'm having a hard time. We Let's just connect. Let's be more authentic. Let's not put on this fake face because we're all in the thick of it right now. I've noticed that a lot, at least on my social media, that there's a lot of people that are just in the thick of it and they're being open about it. And it feels like, wow, I can relate to that person. Wow, their their life actually isn't perfect like I thought it was. And they're going through something really difficult as well. Maybe it's not religious, maybe it's financial, or maybe their marriage is struggling or um, loss, whatever it is. I think that a lot of us are like I said in the thick of it and we need connection and people are doing whatever they can to find to find that um and and hold on I love when people I because I compare myself a lot to other people on social media that's why I have to take little breaks (laughs) from it but I love when people just share openly about their lives just 
the realness of day to day, the realness of motherhood, because it's, it's hard and the realness of marriage, how difficult that can be. I love when people share that without a filter because I feel like I can relate and I don't feel so alone. And it can also help us feel like the internet can be a good place. Mm -hmm. I just, I don't know if I would call it a love-hate relationship with the internet or social media, but sometimes if I just see like a series of misinformation or disingenuous posts, it just... It's just such a turn-off sometimes. Mm-hmm. So then I'm like, <laughs> yes. well, then why why do I want to be genuine? Why do I want to be authentic online, you know? But then when I do see that one person, like if I scroll through like 10 posts and there's one person who is being true to themselves and being honest, I'm like, I love social media. <laughs> you find a connection yeah i find a connection and i and it also makes me feel seen when someone is like i had this experience and this is what i thought about it or they share an inspiring quote that maybe they didn't write you know but they reposted something good like that lifts me up and reminds me that these mediums such as social media platforms can be used to inspire other people to be more of their true selves. Mhm. When I uh when I was first re- making the decision to leave the church a girl that I had met in college, we, were, we weren't super close, but we, our dorms were near each other and we would pass by each other a lot and say hi. We were actually in the same ward for a little bit. And anyways, she was transitioning out of the church the same time I was, like the exact same time. And she had posted something and i had messaged messaged her like hey i'm feeling i'm feeling the same way we just started her and i we just started messaging each other and she's become one of my closest friends and we it's it's crazy because when we had actually lived by each other in college we were just like a few doors down from each other we weren't that close but now now that we live in totally different states we've gone through one of the hardest things in our lives together. And the only way I would have connected with her was because of social media. And she's been one of, like, she's just been so, so um, helpful for me through this whole thing. And we've just been able to to just call each other or message each other and say, hey, I'm feeling this today. Or, hey, I had this experience today. And it's just been so, so incredible through this whole process to be able to have her. And so I kind of feel the same as you. Like, it's almost like a love-hate relationship, but I'm also so grateful. It even, Instagram got helped me with postpartum depression because I was so lonely. But I was able to 
to connect with people on Instagram. Like if I had questions about nursing or nap schedules, whatever it was, there was always someone who was willing to help or offer advice or an experience. Yeah, it is. It is a blessing. Mm-hmm. It's interesting talking about social media and having a love-hate relationship reminds me of the beginning of our conversation talking about our mission. <laughs> and it's like almost like if we just take out the word social media and just replace it with mission. <laughs> well, like sometimes, yes. you know, like people are so rude and sometimes it was amazing and like it's just the like the ups yeah. and downs of life really is just really weigh you down and but at the same time bring you so much happiness yeah i guess it's life i don't know or social media but (laughs) and i'd say that's life i think you're right that's life too for sure definitely well Aaliyah, is there anything else that you would like to talk about or a question that maybe you wish i had asked no i don't think so (laughs) Okay. No, I think I just really want to say that I I just really want to reiterate that I I really do think that people have to follow where they're being led to mm-hmm. and I don't want anyone to ever think that I would think less of think less of them for remaining in the church or still continuing to go just like I wouldn't want anyone to think less of me for leaving because there is there is a stigma for the people that leave the church that it was because we wanted to sin or because we uh, were trying to take the easy road or we didn't try hard enough we didn't pray hard enough or study hard enough and that's really not it at all and it's the complete opposite and I you know, my my family's still strong in the church, and we've been able to build our relationship and figure it out, and uh, we, we're doing great. And it's, it's just so important to be able to accept people for, for their beliefs and listen to their stories and try to understand where they're coming from. Yeah, I, I love that. Oh, that's all I have. Thanks so much, Aaliyah. My new favorite thing I've been saying a lot lately, especially because my husband just came back from deployment and we're transitioning from that. And you know what? You yeah. sorry. Finish this, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna add something after. Finish what you're saying, because oh, this is important. I, I was just gonna say we're learning to live together again, and mm-hmm. um. A phrase I've been saying a lot since he's been home is help me understand. <laughs> because it's like no matter how much you communicate with someone sometimes, there could still be a language barrier, not necessarily with English, but you know, someone could say something but you interpret it another way and what you're saying about how there is a stigma in the LDS church on why people leave. But the thing is, it doesn't matter why people leave. People have, many people have left the church. Many people will probably continue to leave the church. And 
I think we should focus less on why people leave and focus more on, am I a safe person that this person who is leaving the church can come to, you know? Because I've had many friends who have left the church and they don't want to talk about it because they have seen how other members of the church have treated people who've left. And Mm -hmm. when we change the focus on, hey, like, help me understand why you're leaving or help me understand how I can support you or help me understand our relationship now that you're not in the church or whatever it is. But coming from a place of compassion instead of gossip or judgment, I think would benefit not only members of the church who are still in the church, but also people who have left or in, or are in the process of leaving. That, that gave me chills when you said, am I a safe person? Because that's, I ju- it just shows how empathetic and how in tune you are to and just you're just very self-aware and I really appreciate that about you and that's just that mentality could totally shift totally shift the church and the stigma in the church and I don't know I and I think that people are kind of waking up to that same mindset of just be a safe person just love other people mm-hmm. but I just you saying that just gave me chills because it's it's so powerful because you can apply that to to not just leaving the church but to everything being a safe person and and if you're and for those that are that are christian you know that's to me that's what christ like love is that's what i that's what i think that that that's what christ like love is is just being that safe person or if you're not christian just being that's just being a good human Mm -hmm. Aliyah, could you share with listeners how they can connect with you yeah (laughs) so any listener can just message me anytime my instagram is Aliyah underscore camp so just a-l-i-y-a-h underscore camp and Facebook, you can message me on there too if you want. It's just Aaliyah Reed Campbell. So my first name and then R-E-E-D and Campbell. So, and Marie, you can you can tag me too on Instagram when you share this. Okay, sounds good. As well. But yeah, feel free for any listener to message me. Awesome. I hope that if there's anyone listening who is in the process of leaving the LDS church or even if you are an active member, I'm sure that Aaliyah would love to hear from you. Yes, definitely. Aaliyah, thank you so, so much for chatting with me tonight. It's been awesome and I'm so excited to listen to it and probably edit out a lot of it. (laughs) But it's... (laughs) Thank you so much again for your time. Hey friends, thanks for listening. Finding ourselves is no easy feat, but it's a beautiful and liberating experience. 
I've made a conscious decision to stay in the LDS church because I want to and not because I have to. And just a reminder that everyone's journey is different and I hope this episode helps you know that there are safe people inside and outside organized religion. If I can support you in any way, please send me a message. Thanks again for listening. See you next time.